when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hello and welcome to Raptors Over Everything Live. I'm your host, William Lou. I'm joined, as always, by Josh Hart, co-host. What it do, baby? What it do? It's a, it's a lot colder in the studio this time. Seriously. But I kind of like it because I got my heat tuck on. And outside. My heat tuckers. Winter came with the swiftness, bro. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this is you know what though, every winter I'm very grateful for the Raptors because they you know something keeping to do. us warm, man. I remember, Late night, honestly, yeah. like you know, you just ignore your family, you ignore your partner, <laughs> you know, whatever, and you just uh, put on the Raptors game and you watch Chris Boucher dunk over everybody, 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 and it's a beautiful time. So uh, it's the live call-in show. So uh, the two numbers are there on the screen. Call in at 416-263-8297, 416-263-8298, and our lovely producer, Amit. Salute. Salute. Uh, My guy. Is, uh, is going to take your call. So in the meantime, though, Josh, I've been trying to start this. I want to know where your head is at. Nick Nurse, Coach of the Year. Is this propaganda or is this actual facts? He's definitely coaching at a very, very high level. I think the Western Road Trip has demonstrated that. I don't think anyone in the who observes the league could say that Nick Nurse hasn't been excellent, you know, losing guys back to back, new game plan with only a walkthrough. They don't they didn't practice between the Lakers and Clippers games. Um but unfortunately, well, I uh right now don't I I don't I don't think I see it. I think wow. I think there's a real case. But wow. I'm I'm Monty Williams hive, I think. You're Monty Williams hive. I just Give me was, the Monty Williams case cuz like I agree I like the Suns. I actually put the Suns at in my top five league pass rankings so far in the season. Yeah, and I think be. they've stayed there even though they've had some tough losses recently. Yeah. Um, but give me the case for Monty Williams over someone like Nick Nurse. I think that the Coach of the Year um, awards, it, it's typically I, – I don't even really like the coach of one of their best teams in the league. I, I think it's it always seems to be the coach of the best team that doesn't have an, like an MVP finalist on it. That's just sort of the way it works. Um, I kind of like the coach of the year going to a guy who's overperformed, done, made the most out of you know a challenging situation. And I think Phoenix going into the season, yes, we all believe that the roster had improved significantly, but I don't think we saw the kind of play we've seen from like Devin Booker is 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 an easily an all star and like will chat like can but maybe challenge to start like in a down year from Russell Westbrook that started and a um, no Steph Curry. I think that. It's like incredible, incredible stuff, and mm-hmm. you know I was touched by Monty Williams' story for his uh, you know wife's unfortunate passing a few years. I think that will pull on the strings of some voters, and he's he's he seems like a solid dude. It is a good story. It is, a and, good I, story. and I don't know if Nick Nurse will like very good coach um, manages to keep team competitive after losing um, MVP. It's a good. It's it's definitely amazing and impressive, but I don't know if it'll win the votes. Yeah, I mean, just to talk, touch on Phoenix, I mean, we'll talk about uh, – I mean, I, I I think Nick is ahead of Monty. I think Monty's in my top three. One of the things that impressed me with Monty right now, um, the Phoenix Suns are first in the league in, uh, like, assisted points. 
So the number of points that have come with an assist, um, yeah, they're they're tops in the NBA. And last year, this was a team that just, like, didn't share the ball whatsoever, didn't play cohesively. I think some of the new personnel really helps. But at the same time, um, you know, that's a pretty impressive number. But I got to say, man, if you look at what Nick Nurse has done with this team, first off, it's like a really shorthanded roster at this point, right? Incredibly shorthanded. You you don't have OG. Now, OG's back for uh, the next game against Dallas on Saturday. But you don't have Kyle, you don't have Serge, and those two are going to be missing for extended periods. And yep. this is a very—the roster is not that deep. Uh, no. I mean, not in, not in, in the sense that, like, uh, you know, they don't have options because we've seen over this road trip that they can have guys to contribute. But like, it's not that deep in the sense that you know it, it's a new team. It's it's put to, it's just thrown together right now. Yeah, and you got guys in unfamiliar territory. So I don't know if like, I trust all the depth that's there. And so for Nick to get the results that he's getting right now, I mean, you look at the Raptors right now, third in passes per game, fifth in assisted points per game, yep. second in opponent shooting within under six feet. So, like, they're holding opponents basically to almost 40% under six feet, which is really impressive. They're number one in the league in opponent field goal percentage. Uh, so, you know, That's the crazy. defense has been incredible. Yeah. And this is with a roster that, again, has been kind of shorthanded. Um, and then you look at the losses over the years, right? Like, in the last... 18 months they've lost DeMar DeRozan they lost Jonas Valanciunas DeLon Wright okay CJ Miles <laughs> Kawhi Leonard Danny Not Green you know like this is a lot of guys that they have dropped over the last couple of years and yet they're still rolling yeah, yeah, yeah. So eight and three but do you think so I guess my question for this coach of the year campaign is what's more sustainable Monty Williams success in Phoenix with um, a team that seems to have really turned the corner in their maturity um, or the Raptors continuing to gut out games with a shorthanded roster, and or which will be a, like a more sustainably ex, like exhilarating story. If the Phoenix Suns are the sixth seed, yeah, it'll be unbelievable. I know. No, it'll be the Sam Mitchell case. Like you know, it's just yeah, a, a lot. Yeah, a terrible team, a terrible <laughs> franchise finally be, reaches competence. Like you get a lot of uh, awards for that, and a guy who uh, I you you can't find someone easier to cheer for i think given yeah the last two years of his life listen i hear you man i like money i like his story but i just like nick nurse more man i think he's done a lot with a short i'm not roster. gonna complain if nick nurse I no won't, i won't complain either but honestly they'll probably give it to brad stevens <laughs> well, you know he, they've been dying to praise he even but what's gonna happen is uh, nick nurse is gonna have a gold medal at the end of this year so yeah let's talk next about year. that the canada will be hosting one of the olympic qualifiers they'll need to uh, pull it together to qualify. We need Blake Murphy to really talk us through Canada basketball, but mm-hmm. I'm very excited to see um, what happens with Canada basketball. I think it's a really exciting place for the program, and the fact that they'll be hosting games is very fun. But yeah, what does Nick Nurse need a coach of the year when he'll have a um, back-to-back most improved player, a back-to-back championship, and then a gold medal? That is true. Let Monty have something. That is true. We are kind Why of. Why can't Monty have nice things? Fine, fine. <laughs> Monty can have that. All right. Um, but yeah, if we talk about the Canada basketball thing, so it was announced today by Canada basketball that they have be- uh, landed one of the four hosts uh, of the Olympic qualifying tournament. Um, you know, so uh, we have that to look forward to. Where yeah, do you think it'll take place? It's 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 already been announced. It's going to be in Victoria. It's going to be Why, in late man? June. And um, one of the actual un- understated uh, aspects is that, you know, you got teams like Lithuania and Serbia also hosting their own tournaments. So they're not going to be in Canada's group, which is nice because those are actual legitimate, uh, you know, teams. But nevertheless, um, this is great news because I think now there is no more excuse for Canadian players to come back out. 
They really have no good excuse. It's at home. It's on home soil. There's a really good chance to actually win the tournament. And as long as they are the top team within their six-team group, yep. they will advance to yep. the first uh, Olympics a men's basketball appearance uh, in 20 years since yeah. Steve Nash in they, Sydney. They should they should do it. I, 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 am, I do side with the players pretty strongly that, you know, it's easy to not show up. It, how much does it really matter? You're not, you know. But I have a, you know, I'm a proud Canadian citizen, no matter what Don Cherry thinks. Um, wow. But I want to see this team do well, and I think that there's no excuse. The talent's there. Dylan Brooks is confirmed he's planning on going. So, yeah. Yo, shout, out. Punk. shout out, shout Dylan out Dylan Brooks, man. He's been doing uh, some positive things in Memphis, from what I've seen so far. Yeah, he's, he's had some good performances. He looks really nice. I'm really happy, excited. I, I like the the fire and passion in which he uh, plays the game. And honestly, if they, if you know, man, this is okay. So we're in the middle of the Raptor season. People probably don't care as much about Canada, but I gotta say though, Canada has enough talent to be competitive. Yeah, shout out to Phil Scrub. Yeah, I mean Phil Scrub will probably be there, but honestly, if we get Shea to come out. Yeah. Jamal Murray. Like, we don't need everybody. We don't even need the new and improved Andrew Wiggins. We just need, like, Shea, Jamal, Tristan, Kelly Olenek, now that he's healthy again. And you get the usual Corey, Corey. Cam Birch. You yeah. know what I mean? You put that together, that's already competitive enough. For sure. And enough to win the tournament. And if we get guys like Andrew to actually come out, then it's just a it's just a bonus. But, like, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I want to see Canada's top talent on the biggest stage in at least international basketball, and that's the Olympics. All right. Well, we'll... Uh, let's uh, get somebody on the line. Please call in 263-8297-416-263-8298. I wanted to take an opportunity uh, not to apologize and perhaps not even to gloat, but uh, Kyle Lowry was injured. I I got some blowback online. Uh, Yeah, you said last episode that, you know. Kyle Lowry's getting hurt. Yeah, and then it immediately happened, so. And I don't want to, I'm not here to gloat. I'm very upset that Kyle Lowry's hurt. Why would you be here to gloat? Yo, Joshua Damas, <laughs> show some no, respect. No, come on, man. Yo, relax. I said it was going to happen. It this happened. This show is called Raptors Over Everything. Right? I yeah, and I be- I believed that Kyle Lowry needed to play a few minutes. That should have been a uh like a, a ref game for Kyle Lowry ahead of the back to back. No, they're not resting, Kyle. I, man. Oh, Kyle Lowry doesn't doesn't want to rest. He no, he refuses to... to rest. No, but seriously though, uh, it was very unfortunate timing. Yeah. But you know, I think the the silver lining is that we've gotten. Kyle as a coach, which has been really fun to watch recently. Um, He's so. been very good. On Sunday, he looked wonderful. His that ripped gesture jeans. he had against Portland? Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, shout out Portland, man. Great state. All right. We have some uh, cash on from Toronto on uh, the line. <laughs> shout out Portland, man. Great state. Akash, uh, how you feeling? All right. We have some uh, cash on, from Toronto on uh, the line. Shout out Portland, man. Great state. Akash, uh, how you feeling? All right. Hey, can you uh, can Akash, can you turn down your uh, your uh, us? You you have to mute us. We're hearing you back, and it's uh, causing a bit of feedback. We're happy to take your call, but uh, you gotta turn us down. Okay, I don't think that's. Yeah, I'm not really sure what happened there. Cash, you there? No, he's not there. That's okay. Yeah, there's a lot of feedback. Look. We're still going through it right now, guys. We're still going through it. Call in 416-263-8297. All right. What else we got to talk about? Rondé. So, uh, you know, we didn't really slander Rondé at all. I've been saying that Rondé should be in the rotation, and yeah. he finally got into it. But we did give Rondé a bunch of recommendations. <laughs> For things you ass- should do. <laughs> assuming that he had a lot of free time. 
Uh, man does not have free time anymore. We don't, he doesn't have free time anymore, man. <laughs> Actually, a fun Rondé stat. I was looking through the hustle stats before coming on the podcast. And, um, you know, so in terms of offensive loose balls recovered. Yeah. This is not a stat that people refer to a lot. No. But, you know, you can. this is not even like a advanced stat or whatever. It's just like you can envision it. The amount of loose balls you've recovered on offense. Yep. Rondé has played... Well, technically he's played four games, but really one of those games he played like a minute. So he's really played three games. And in three games, he already has recovered more loose balls on offense than any other player on the Toronto Raptors for the entire that's season. Amazing. Yeah. That's, yeah, tons of that's how hard this man It was not is. seeing him on a Wednesday night. I think Nick Nurse asked him to check out. Mm-hmm. He seemed furious <laughs> that it'd be suggested that he come out of a game. He's really playing like a... He's like playing a, for his life. Yeah. Bet on him, he bet on himself. Yep. He bet on his life. Yep. Fred Lindley needs to take him under his wing as well, I guess. Uh, someone's got to take him under his wing, but uh, it seems like the team really likes him. I, I like the way the team rallied around him. Yeah, and um, he's he's doing really nice stuff on social media after every game. Like, he's entertaining. He's becoming, I think he'll quickly become a, a fan favorite. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he's been he's been great. So where do you think he's going to be in the rotation once, uh, once OG question. comes back? I, I, I have no idea. I think that the fact that um, OG and Surge... Um, play ahead of him uh, as bigs and on the wing will be a challenge for him to find a ton of minutes. But I think the hope is uh, he'll be another big off the bench. Maybe he'll give Marcus Saul a spell. You know, hopefully able to play a few, a few, a few. <laughs> I think it's not not Harrison from Scarborough. Um, but I think that Ronda Hales Jefferson will give Marcus Hall some rest. And I hope that that's where Nick Nurse truth is to use him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that him and Serge can play well together. Yeah. And that's where I think. Where do you think he'll end up in the rotation? I I don't know. <laughs> I, I, that's, it's that's a tough a, one. It's a, it, yeah. It's tough because the Raptors actually do have some depth there. Obviously, OG and Pascal are two very solid pieces. And they're going to want to – well, I mean, you're going to want them to play a lot of minutes. But, I mean, at the same time, he's earned it, man. He's earned it. What about backup three <laughs> behind OG? Because they've really had Norm play a lot of That's those not minutes. a terrible place for him. Yeah, like he plays some backup three. Uh, he plays a little bit of backup four. You know, Chris Boucher's there too. And, you know, it's, uh, it's I don't know. All right, we got a call from Harrison and Scarborough. Harrison, how you feeling? I'm good, I'm good. Yeah, Raptors over everything, you know. <laughs> salute. Yo, salute. Yeah. What do you want to uh, talk about? I mean, this, this team's doing like like crazy things. I've been I haven't been watching the games because you know it's like they're like games that start at nine thirty or ten thirty. It's like it's been a struggle. But I've been watching the highlights. I've been watching your podcast and stuff, and I'm looking at like Fred VanVleet and how capable of the point guard he is. Like I know he said he wanted to be a starting point guard and all that, especially with Kyle Ariel. But do you think like from like he can be a starting point guard in this league? He's definitely filling the role. I mean, I think he already kind of is showing that, right? I mean, here's the thing with Fred. I, I I went on a bit of a Fred rant yesterday, but a lot of people see Fred as only the negatives. Like, they only see the limitations. They only see that he's six feet tall. They only see that, you know, uh, he doesn't do this or he doesn't do that. And they just kind of ignore, like, all the things Fred does. Like, Fred, I mean, he performed in the finals. He performed yeah. in the conference yeah. finals. He performed... Uh, this season so far, I mean, he's leading the NBA in minutes. He's uh, one of the Raptors' best defenders. 
he defends the toughest point guard every single night. Yep. Even with Kyle Lowry in the lineup, he will still do that. He just put the clamps to Damian Lillard. The clamps. And two-point percentage is just not there for him right now. Like, it's just, um, you know, not something that he's just not great at finishing layups or even mid-range shots. But, like, three-point shots, uh, he is one of the best three-point shooters, I would say, at the point guard position. Yeah, yeah. He's I'd, very easily. consistent. Yeah. No, easily. So why isn't he a starting point yeah, guard? Like, how many things do we need? I just— We're not, we're not getting—like, he's not going to be, like, Steph Curry or Magic Johnson or something. You know what I mean? The, like, case, the case for Fred being a starter in the NBA is Terry Rozier is a starter in the NBA. Like it's and he's way better than Terry. Yeah, Rogier. exactly. So and they're very similar body types. Like they're yeah. both sort of undersized um, catch and shoot point guards. I think. Yeah, Fred is a totally serviceable starting point guard. I don't know if he's a totally serviceable starting two guard, but that's a debate that me and Will will have for ever, ever. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. All right, Harrison. Thanks for calling uh, in, man. Thanks for calling. Appreciate in. you. Bro. Have a great weekend, bro. All right, we got a question from the chat. Uh, whoa. Oh, I don't know. Uh, when Lowry gets back, could the Raptors move Fred Van Vliet to run the bench and move Oh, Terrence, uh, Terrence into the starting lineup? Uh, why not? Yeah, I mean, no, they shouldn't. Um, if they're going to move anybody to the bench, or they're going to move Fred for the bench for anybody, it's got to be Norm Powell. Um, there's just a long tenure... Uh, there for him but i don't think it's a good idea to do that for davis yo straight up can we stop trying to move fred van vliet to the bench what more does this man have to do man (laughs) okay yeah we just talked about him being a great starter but bro okay again i'm gonna give this stat again with fred van vliet as a starter the raptors are now 32 they're 32 and 7 you know i'm not saying that they should do it i'm saying don't move fred to the bench I don't okay. care if it's for Norm. I don't care if it's for Terrence Davis. This man has earned it. If he struggles for like a month straight and you're like, wow, we really do need to do something else, then fine. Yeah. But there is no need to move Fred VanVleet to the bench right now. And it's, again, imagine you're at your company. You're killing it. You're getting all these opportunities and more opportunities. You're really delivering more results. And then all of a sudden your boss says, actually, we got this waste man on the bench. We got to actually just promote him and set <laughs> over you. Can you take a step back? You would be pissed. Is Terrence Davis a waste man? No, I'm not even telling the waste man. I'm but just, just saying, someone who's less speaking, accomplished. Yes. Yeah, way less accomplished. Like Fred has done a lot. Fred, Fred basically got a, a, Fred a finals MVP vote. Yeah, look, it's not ideal. It's not the most perfect fit but just because someone is quote-unquote a more of a two like come on yeah fred plays better defense than norm he plays better defense than terrence and he's better on offense of both those teams if you want to have fred run the bench units you can just stagger your minutes you can stagger the lineup yeah. so that he's running with the bench that's fine but like for the most part man fred deserves what he's gotten so far all right I really take exception to yeah people you keep trying to move fred to the bench man what's wrong hot. with people I think thirty two and seven. That's half a season. I think the the reason that people struggle to to like get it with Fred is that he doesn't look like the kind of player who has the success that he has. He's not big. He's not very fast. He's not very. We've strong. had Kyle Lowry run this team for like half a yeah, half a and decade. it's created this whole cottage industry of people whose you know careers are Kyle Lowry is actually a Hall of Famer, and I don't know if we'll ever get there with Fred. And that's mm-hmm. there's a difference. There's a difference between Fred and Kyle. Yeah, to ignore it is not not reasonable. But I agree. Yeah, we have to show Fred his respect. He's he's playing his ass off. No, he really is, man. Stop stop trying to move Fred to the bench. All right. Next one from uh, Trace, one two four. What happened to Stanley Johnson? OG needs to take him under his wing. No, OG. 
OG needs to OG needs to live his own life right now. I think that uh, Stanley will figure it out. He's a smart guy. He's going to work hard. But um, I don't know if I look at OG as being like a leader in the locker room just yet. I think he's in his third year. Like it's uh, it's a struggle. Um, but let's move on. We got a call on line one. Herbert from Scarborough. Herbert, how you feeling? Uh, so, yeah, what, what do you want to talk about, man? I wanted to know what you guys thought would be considered a win for this season. That's a good question. Josh, you want to go first? Or you want me to go so first? So I have a I have a short answer, and I think we'll have a long one. Okay. Um, when Kawhi left and the Raptors sort of – it was, became clear that they were going to move forward with the core of Pascal, Van Vliet, Lowry, Gasol, OG, et cetera, um, I think it's clear that the Raptors have a team that can win on any night – and will be entertaining in every game that they play. They're not a team, I mean, kind of like the Rockets. When the Rockets aren't hitting threes, they're kind of like not fun to watch. Um, I think when you're talking about like position, if they finish, if they make the playoffs, have home court in the first round, and challenge for an Eastern Conference Finals position, depending on how Milwaukee figures it out with their you know terrible roster, um, I think that's success. I, that's a, that's the short. I, I guess I have the short answer. Okay. Then, if Pascal and uh, and Fred and OG take a leap, that's success for me. No matter how many games they win the regular season, I realistically don't think the Raptors have. This is not the year they're trying to make the championship push. Yeah, this is not the year they will try to make another push later on. Maybe I don't know. Maybe they will change courses and do it right now. But for the moment, this is still a developmental year. And it's a great developmental year because they're going to win 50 games. And that's yeah. amazing for a developmental year. We're not talking about like a, you know, right. Phoenix Suns 20-win developmental year. No, we're talking about a 50-win developmental year. But I want to see ultimately Pascal take a leap, Fred take a leap, OG take a leap. And all, all three of those fronts, those guys have been great. So uh, as long as that it stays like that, I, I think that's a successful year because those are the guys that are going to be yeah. here for the next championship push. And I, I think I just want to see Pascal do it in the playoffs. It's something that I'm thinking about is um, – there were moments that Pascal looked to str- look like he struggled in the playoffs. To see him do well would be important. But Herbert, like what do you think? Consistently well, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's consistency. But yeah, what do what do you think? I think well, obviously, a back-to-back championship would be ideal. But I think a second-round exit would be where I'd be aiming. Yeah, conference finals would make me happy. Yep. And I think that's almost like the bare minimum, so that the narrative doesn't regress to like the Raptors being a regular season team. Mm. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I think they can win in the first round. Yeah, for sure. I mean, what... I can't think of a matchup that would screw them. Yeah, unless they're, like, somehow in the 4-5 bracket and they got to play, I don't know. A, a really good, like, Miami Heat team. Even then, I, I think they can beat this Miami Heat team. But, yeah, that'll be tough, though. That would be a tough first-round series. But I agree. The the, the floor for this team, in, in terms of how good they are, should be at least second round. All right. Well, Herbert, we're going to let you have a good weekend. Uh, thanks for calling right. in. Thanks. Go Raps. All right, we got a question. Abnan from Calgary, you're on Raptors Everything Live. My guy. Abnan. Hey. Oh, hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm well. What's your question? Um, So I just kind of have a proposal for a three-team trade that would... Bring Marcus all to Miami Heat and Drew Holiday. You're plugging in the trade Raptors. machine early, my guy. All right, all right let, let's hear the trade. What are the Raptors getting for stuff? Okay, so um, 
So I have the trade machine here. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be Mark Gasol and Malcolm Miller going to Miami Heat. Okay. Um, Toronto Raptors would receive Drew Holiday and Duncan Robinson okay. from Miami. And uh, New Orleans would receive James Johnson and Dion Waiters from Miami. All right. All right. I got two issues with this. One. <laughs> Why are the Pelicans giving up Drew Holiday for James Johnson? James Johnson? Um, it's because Miami needs to. Uh, Miami's not using these two guys. That's why uh, they kind of on a two-year contract. Yeah. Uh, so, but do the Pelicans you know, need the, more wings? Yeah, the Pelicans are not going to take that deal first. I mean, second of all, who's going to play center for the Raptors now? <laughs> Chris Boucher. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my God. Facts. So, okay, so maybe we should listen to that man. Here. <laughs> let me just read all the stats once again, man. <laughs> Yo, the Raptors are first in the NBA in opponent field goal percentage. That means they hold opponents to forty percent shooting on, like on average, not even on a yeah. good day, on average. And yeah. Marcus Saul is a big portion of that. Like we want to get rid of him to get a third point guard and Drew Holiday. Which realistically, how many minutes can you play Drew when you already got Fred um, and Kyle? I'm a big Drew. Start at our starting shooting guard. Okay, he's going to be the two. So then, so then Fred's going back. To Everyone's the trying to put Fred to the Yo, bench today. Will's about to. No, no. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm not taking this deal. I'm sorry. I'm, if I, I'm a Jerry once got a. He once got a Gravis uh, Vasquez for OG and Anobi and Norman Powell. So I, I have a very high standards for a Masai Jerry trade. So I appreciate right, it though, man. I appreciate the call. No problem, man. I, you know, I called just out of curiosity. So, you know, no worries. It's amazing that I could just speak to you guys. You know. Oh wow! Thanks oh, for the love, man. Thank you. Stop trying to no stop trying to put Fred on the bench. <laughs> Nobody puts Fred uh, yeah, on the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight up, straight up. But hey, man, tomorrow, tomorrow night, we're gonna lock up Luca Dante. Oh, I can't wait. And end of a road, a road trip on a four-one record. Yo, that'd be amazing. It would be, but yes. <laughs> thanks, uh, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I really appreciate that. All right, thank all you, thank you. You're welcome. All right, we got John from Toronto. John, how you feeling? John. John, come on. Hit us hey. with a Giannis slander. Oh. All right. This is the Giannis slander here. So uh, we got uh, the Green Creek here is uh, already uh, questioning on Bucks management on their current roster and how he, uh, he wishes Malcolm Brown was still on this team. So how is this going to affect the roster? Well, I think we could just, you know, for now we can't do anything about it. So we can just kind of lay back and chill and watch. Uh, it's funny because, I mean, I've got Malcolm Brogdon on my fantasy team, so I've been watching him real close. And uh, he's averaging, like, close to 20 points a game with, like, you know, eight or nine assists per game. Uh, you know, any questions that he can lead an offense has sort of been uh, dispelled. There was this notion that Malcolm Brogdon was just going to be uh, a guy that only feeds off others, and this is like an Eric Gordon situation. It's not. He's actually a pretty good player. His percentages are still quite good, even though he's the only one who can create in Indiana right now with Oladipo out. And so if I'm Giannis and I'm looking at it like we could have just kept him, but we just didn't. Why? You know? How did Lord, How did he win executive of the year and then trade, and then not retain Malcolm Brogdon? Who, you know, anyone who watched that team saw that besides Giannis, he's the straw that stirs the drink. It's just, I it, it, it boggles the mind. Uh, by the way, that, that executive of the year. So first up, um, the Milwaukee GM, he wanted over Masai Ujiri, who got Kawhi Leonard. And All right. didn't have to trade away Pascal Siakam. Didn't trade Pascal, Lee. didn't trade OG. But also, really, the Milwaukee GM got that because he, what, signed Brooke Lopez? And, 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 and hired, and Budenholzer is like, I'll take this job, yeah. Yeah, Mike, uh, 
He yeah, looks so, like the Smoothie King baby in a suit. He actually does, actually. <laughs> so, um, no, I mean, right now as a Raptors fan, it doesn't affect us at all. We just got to sit back and wait, you know? We just kind of enjoy uh, Giannis' slow realization that Milwaukee is a cheap team that will never pay the tax. Jeez, uh, no, no, for real. If you're if you're on the cusp of championship contention yeah, yeah, yeah. and you let Malcolm Brogdon go, you're, you're a cheap serious. team. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll see. But, no, right now it's just, it's just good to see, man. All right, John, thanks for your call. Have a good weekend. Peace. Hey, you're calling uh, Interrupted Everything Live. Wait, what do you what do you say? This is uh, hey, Muggin in Toronto. You're on Raptor Everything Live. That's okay. I hope you have a good weekend. Enjoy. Uh, he was going to talk about Norm Powell. It's unfortunate, you know. The topic is Norm Powell. The topic is always... Oh. Howdy. Why can't we hear men's? Um, The topic is Norm Powell. Norm Powell's a great player. What do you want? Yeah, he's a great player. You don't agree? I didn't... Look, I'm just saying, I, didn't, I, I told the truth even when Jeremy Lin was here. <laughs> All right. So you're saying that I, gotta, me you gotta, you gotta, cheering unabashedly for no to Jamaican Norman Powell is, is... I told the truth when Jeremy Lin was here. All right? Come on. I you, ripped Jeremy even though he was so nice to me. He's such an icon. But he... I think it's different. Jeremy was like... Was worse. Norman Powell will have a great game. And then he'll have two, you know... I think Norman's is just what he is now, you know? We don't have to, like, always be frustrated at him. I think... You know, this is maybe just a lesson to myself, but just don't expect that much. Just expect Norm to give you like seven points on forty percent shooting, and it should be okay. But uh, let's let's hear what the actual question is on Norman Powell. Hey, you're on Raptor Everything Live. Oh man, no, nah, dog. This man is still not. It's still not happening. Hello. Hey, hey, you're on Raptor oh, Everything Live. There we live. go. There we go. Technology bringing us together. What's good? What did you want to talk about, Norm? Uh, no, just wondering, like, you know, with the latest struggles uh, with them right now, uh, is it time to trade him or, uh, you know, look other way or what's, what's going to happen with them? Like, I mean, every year, every year is the same thing, you know, just, he has his struggles and uh, doesn't show up when, you, when we really need him. Well, Josh, I'll let you say it because uh, you're really sympathetic to Norm. What, do you think we should trade Norm right now? I don't think he has really any trade values. There so. you go. Yeah, he doesn't have <laughs> much can't. trade value. I if you, I don't. Who would be a target? Like, also, it's not great asset management to trade a guy when he's really down. Yeah, because you might have to attach assets to get rid of the contract. So I'm not saying it's that bad. It isn't. But I think you could trade him for like another um, guy in a second contract who's not maybe not working out that you want to kick the wheels on, but. I don't know who it would be. I think you can attach Norm as part of a deal to sort of do something else, maybe something bigger, and you you use the this salary. Makes me but sad. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I think Norm is just kind of what it is. You I know, want like, Norm he'll have to... a great game like every four games, and then otherwise he's going to just be, you know, it kind of be somewhere between invisible to average. Yeah. So yeah. he's a bench player. He's basically like low ceiling Andrew Wiggins. Also, no joke. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Thanks for your call. Have a good weekend, my friend. You guys, you guys do the job. But one one thing I wanted to ask you is, like, do you think it'd be better to like trade the Clippers because you know he's from there, you know he knows Kawhi. You think it'd be a good idea to go, go over there? What would we be getting back? I'm not giving the Clippers anything else. I'm petty. <laughs> I'm petty. You know, you can't even have Norm. Can't even have Pat McCaw. All right. Nothing, man.
right, cool. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Peace. All right, peace. It. Andrew from Halifax, you're on the air with Raptors Everything. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. No worries. Uh, so I have two questions. All right. First one, a little bit in jest. Uh, Will, I'm curious how much you enjoy watching Detroit struggle miserably. You know, it's hard to enjoy watching a team that's unwatchable, man. Yo, they play some terrible basketball. Have you seen Andre Drummond defend pick and roll? He's like DeAndre Jordan level of just like, I don't care. I just want to get the rebound. And there isn't a rebound most times because, you know, the shot's going in. Yeah, it's not. And then also it's Luke Kennard. Like, it's, <laughs> the people are going at Luke Kennard and Andre Drummond the pick and roll. It's hilarious. What's the second question? Do you see, do you see a, a big push for Luke Kennard at the All-Star game at Detroit? I mean, Is you he going to be their guy? He's going to be the guy that they hire some, like, ad agency in town to be like, all right, can we, like, think of some sort of catchy slogan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, every franchise, you know, you got to has push for your guy. You got to lie for your guy, even if you don't. Man of Like, action. actually believe it. Like, remember when the Raptors, yo, relax, man of action, those guys were actual <laughs> all-stars, all right? Don't disrespect them. Uh, but remember in, like, 2012 when the Raptors had to push Andrea Bargnani as an all-star? It's, like, that oh, level. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. pretty rough stuff. All right, what's the other um, question? Raptors have a great trajectory with taking basically unproven guys and pushing them to the forefront to be legitimate starters like Fred, Pascal, late late bloomers. Mm-hmm. Who do you see with the higher upside as with like Boucher starting to flash, but Davis is just early on? Who do you think has the more realistic, I don't know, ceiling to start? That's a good question. Who do you like more? I think it's got to be Terrence Davis. Chris Boucher has never been able to put on weight, and that's it's always been his biggest problem he's just too thin yeah um, he really is a stick but i mean he's very active and no, no for sure there's a there's bonuses to that agreed but yeah who can who can give you more in a basketball court for the next you know decade i think it's got to be davis yeah i agree also like chris boucher like i love his story but he's 27 and uh yeah, davis is 22 so uh, that, yeah. i know it's weird right because he kind of just broke onto the scene but you know he played a long time in college and he has a very youthful haircut yeah yeah <laughs> He's you know, but n- not resigned into his late 20s. Yeah, but you know what? I'm just happy that uh, the Raptors even have two of these guys who, again, anybody in the NBA could have signed Yeah, these guys. And the Raptors have the foresight to see Chris Boucher. You know what? He's actually not bad. Uh, you know, he has flaws. But if we develop this skill here, this skill here, and if you compare what Chris Boucher is now versus what Chris Boucher was three years ago before he yeah. joined the Raptors 905, Facts. it's completely night and day. So it's just a testament to see that. The Raptors development staff is what it is. And I think that reputation is starting to get out. When you see Pascal Siakam basically come from nothing and become a superstar, people take notice. Yep. Fred Van Vliet come from nothing and then become a starting caliber point guard in this yeah. league. Get people make. take notice. And so if you're an agent and you're looking at your player, you probably want to push them to Toronto because Toronto can revive your career or yeah. at least launch it in many ways. So that's a nice advantage. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a good point. Um, who do you think has the higher upside? Well, I would have said Davis for sure at the start of the season, but the only thing that's kind of swaying me is starting to see one, Boucher's tall, which helps, obviously. Definitely. And he, he, he's starting to hit shots from the three-point range. And he actually looks somewhat smooth. I didn't think that would come along, but he actually starting to look like he can hit the shot. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, it's a good problem to have. Right now, the Raptors just got both of them, so. That's, that's super, for sure. That's yeah. a big fact. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Hey, Appreciate thanks for the call, man. Hey, shout out Halifax, too, one time. <laughs> Shout out Don Ayers. Don Ayers. Shout out King of I Don think Ayers. It's just pronounced Don Air. Ah, whatever. Um, Will, are mm-hmm. you? What are your plans to watch the game tomorrow? Are you gonna just sit in your? 
uh, quote unquote in, office in my hostage <laughs> in my hostage chair. Yeah, seriously, it's really uh, terrifying. I'm actually stuff. gonna take my little brother out to see. Uh, so he is in a in a typical 17 year old uh, Chinese Canadian uprising. He is spending his Saturday <laughs> afternoon not wearing a poppy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, he is spending a Saturday <laughs> afternoons taking uh, TTC for an hour and a half from Bro. Etobicoke to Scarborough so he can attend uh, violin lessons. Oh, my gosh. Private violin lessons <laughs> at, like, Steel's and uh, Warden somewhere. Oh, the, my you know, gosh. Near the uh, foodie mart there. And then uh, he's going to then take transit all the way back downtown. I'm going to take him out to dinner. We're going to watch uh, Parasite. Very which nice. I've already seen myself, but uh, I want him to watch it as well. And then, um, oh, are you gonna wait and watch him like in the you know the you know the scene the sirloin oh, scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just gonna wait like what, look just look at his face. Yeah, probably wait for it to happen. He's yeah. like, oh, it's gonna be great. Uh, and then afterwards, you know, we probably will chill together. We probably will watch the the game. I'm actually really happy that my little bro is really caught on as a basketball fan. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of amazed. It feels like it's just crazy when people that you 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 like have to having your life develop interests that you can yeah. talk to them about very it's convenient amazing. also i found, he told me that a, a large majority well not a large majority a significant share yeah. of the people that follow the the will lou fitz instagram account are his buddies <laughs> <laughs> are 17 year old boys that have like meme accounts so uh shout Salute. out to people I follow will lou fitz but also uh, I encourage you to call into the show, 416-263-8297, 416-263-8298. You can talk to me and Josh here. And uh, we have, what, like another half hour to take Raptor calls? So, you what know, a great life. call in. But right now we have a question from Great Ducks 2000. Fantastic. Ducks are my favorite animal. Should the Raptors take a risk and pick up a player to be more competitive? Blake Griffin? Uh, <clears throat> Actually, let me hit him with the Stephen, oh my a, goodness. The Stephen oh. a. Smith. You want Blake Griffin? <laughs> I uh, this is a weird one. Blake Griffin is. It's an interesting question, but realistically, we, we have we have Pascal. Yeah, we don't need another big. If we could find a wing, that would be cool. Yeah, or n- another guard. Um, I don't know why Blake. I don't get Blake Griffin here. Yeah, I, 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 that's an odd choice. I think it's a combination of him being gettable. Yeah, and uh, him already being close, he's used to the climate. Sure, he's probably dying to leave Detroit to come to Toronto, man. Dwayne Casey's probably going to be like, "Take it's me with so you." So cold in the D. How the heck we supposed to get free? So cold. You, yeah, do you so remember that? Call in, guys. Do you remember call, it's so call cold in, in the so D? Josh doesn't have to sing. Do, but do you remember that video? It's like two thousand and I don't know, eight. No, I feel like I showed you this in Brian Neepage's basement. <laughs> oh, shout out Brian! Shout out Brian! See uh, you next weekend. Next week we gotta like we're gonna have a a pre wedding show. Can't wait. Yes, I'm uh the best man at a, a upcoming wedding. I'm just attending. It's not my wedding. Don't get it twisted. It's not your wedding. Okay. Shout out Dan and Vana. Yeah, shout out. Uh, what team has impressed you so far in the Eastern Conference? The Boston Celtics are quite good. Uh, I hate to say it, um, but it is the team that I didn't think would be as good as they are. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to my father. Sorry to my friends. So your dad also hates the Celtics? Everybody hates the Celtics in Good. Toronto. Good. Yo, respect. <laughs> respect Clifton in a in Etobicoke, man. Uh, yeah, I got to say, the Celtics have been nice. But, I mean, I, you know, it's one of those things I don't really think the Celtics' success is entirely sustainable. Only in the sense that 
the way I'm seeing them play defense with the type of bigs that they have, I can't believe they are as, as successful as they are. I think Brad Stevens actually has a long history of getting his sort of a smaller, undersized team to yeah. sort of really pressure and swarm the ball and, you know, uh, uh, succeed that way. But, like, I don't know. There's something about me when I watch Celtics games, I'm just like, it seems it, it shouldn't be that hard to score on them. And I'm just seeing teams not score on them well. So, I don't know. Um you know, I, there's obviously quality and talent in that team. Yeah. Like, I think uh, Jalen Brown's taking a step, and I really like Jalen Brown. Kemba's showed up and played really, really well. Yeah, Kemba's, like, real solid, you know what I mean? Like, so, um, yeah. 25-5-5? Uh, five, five. Is, Kemba, is Kemba an all-star? Yeah, oh, yeah. Definitely. Is he starting in the all-stars game, sorry? Probably, yeah. <sighs> that sucks. Why? I like Kemba. I like Kemba, too, but it's yeah, he's on the Celtics. Celtics. <laughs> yeah, you're right, yeah. yeah. I mean, Jason Tatum is whatever. You know, kind of take it or leave it there. Uh, but yeah, it's just the the bigs are surprising me, and like the way they're getting by again with like Daniel Tice and Robert Williams and so cool. that that Grant dude and um you know Enos Cantor, like that doesn't scream like the front court of like a even like a fifty win team, you know? But they're playing like it; it's crazy. They're yeah, no, they have been impressive. I agree. And then the Heat, I mean, but I th- I think we kind of knew that the Heat were going to be pretty good. Another question from Jeff Golden State Blum. What do you guys Jeff make? Gold, gold bloom, Golden State bloom. That's 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 a no, line, that's man. good. No, that's good. It's a good pun. Amit rates it. All right, fine. I rate it as well. Two out of three. Then, uh, what do you guys make of the Spurs wanting to trade Demar rumors? Makes sense. Why does it make sense? Uh, the Spurs, bro. What else are the Spurs doing? It's a, he's a tra- he's a tradable asset. If they're able to get something back, they are uh-huh. looking towards a rebuild. Demar should be on a more competitive team. It makes sense. Do you think I know Spurs fans don't like Kawhi, but do you think Spurs fans are mad at the organization for only getting Demar <laughs> and Jakob Pertl back in that? Um, I mean, it's a difficult situation. I, Kawhi and his group made yeah. it a little bit more difficult, but at the same time, I think they the fact that they have Demar and Jakob and two million dollars less we can't forget that um, as a part of the trade only makes them hate Kawhi more. It doesn't change anything to do with how they feel about Demar. Remember how Masai made them pay ten million? To make yeah, that trade? I can't. Masai was in, like, in Kenya opening a basketball court with uh, Barack Obama, and he's like, no, nah, I can't do this deal unless you give me $10 million for free. Barack's just like, no, you're, you're wildin' now. Yeah, he's like, like no, Barack's watch like, come me. on, man. It's Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> you know, but. <laughs> and then Barack Obama came to, the, came to Toronto for uh, the NBA Finals. That was, a great, that was a great moment. It was. I was in the same building as Barack. That was wild. Yeah. Um, when my – never mind. Yeah, but in terms of the Spurs trading tomorrow, I mean, I think – I think they just want to avoid getting to a situation where they got to pay him because, um, you know, there was already an opportunity for them to, uh, you know, get together on an extension yep. in the off season. They couldn't obviously reach a common ground. Yep. So it's, you know, a classic thing. They obviously value Kawhi – or sorry, they value DeMar less than what DeMar values himself. And yep. so there's well, a divide there. DeMar has one last big contract. Yeah, and he wants to get it. Yep. And he's going to get it from the Knicks. Whoa. I can't wait, man. Is that his R.J. Barrett and DeMar DeRozan? <laughs> the best 30-win team. Um, we have a question from Who Shot Ya? How realistic is this scenario? Kyle and DeMar sign a one-year in 2021 to run it back together to get one chip together with Giannis. I, I don't think the Raptors are re-signing DeMar, man. I, I Look... It would be an incredible story for DeMar to come back and win it. But realistically, this is probably why the Spurs also want to move him is that 
if you're not featuring DeMar DeRozan, what is he doing for you in a team concept? Because he's not playing yeah. defense, I'll, and he's not really shooting threes at all, so he's not spacing the floor. I also kind of want Raptors fans to leave DeMar alone. Um, I think that it, it's just – it's got to be awkward for him. It's got to not – Yeah, it would be extremely awkward. Yeah, if he came back and he ever missed a shot, it'd be like, we should have kept Hawaii. It's just – I don't yeah. – it wouldn't be fun. I was never – like towards the end, I wasn't a huge DeMar DeRozan guy. Um, respect him for what he did for the city. One of the greatest franchise players ever. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, but bringing him back, it's different. It's a little different than the like Vince Carter thing. Um, it'd be weird. It'd be weird yeah. if they all ran it back together. I don't know. Philadelphia, go f- go nuts. Where do you think Demar will land? <sighs> there was like a rumor that Orlando might be interested. That would. That's like where you go as a Raptor to like uh, to end your Raptor career, like DJ Augustine. And Terrence Ross? Yeah. It, it, I wouldn't – if I was, like, working – if I was a Raptors player and they're like, we're training you to Orlando, like, you guys really think I ain't shit, huh? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying about you. Um, but I also think that, like, for a team like Orlando, they probably just have uh, a desire to make the playoffs. And they've gone and off DeMar, to a very slow yeah. start. Yeah. And honestly, DeMar can really help raise your floor. He's not really a ceiling raiser. In fact, he might kind of impose a seal on your team, yeah. necessarily with the way he plays, but at the same time, he can raise your floor, and a lot of teams in the NBA could have their floor raised. So, um, Another question, what happened to the Patrick Patterson Award? So the Pat Patterson Award was awarded to uh, players in the NBA, uh, in, in the game that uh, in the Raptors <laughs> game that uh, had taken place that night, that had uh, underperformed and yeah. not scored. Now, granted... This was mostly for the playoffs because yeah. that was mostly a playoff award. Because Pat Patterson, the regular season, actually performed quite decently. Could have yeah. won the six man in twenty thirteen or whatever. Seventeen? Wasn't that li- that? Yeah, he was oh. not bad in that year. He really wasn't. Yeah. Uh, he was like honestly the Raptors like only viable defensive big man. Um, and Dark Patrick Patterson times. has been like a very solid yeah Toronto Raptor, I'm, I'm and then you know. It just kind of fell off, but and yeah, reju- I mean, that's rejuvenated. what happened to the award. It was a playoff award for the most part. Originally titled something else. We need some new awards, though, Josh. Um, you can suggest some. Actually, if you're oh. listening, suggest some new awards for the reaction podcast. But Josh, do you have any suggestions? That is a. You're really putting me on the spot here. This mm. isn't one of those. Uh, this is what being live means. <laughs> this isn't the segment that we wrote yesterday afternoon. A new award after every game that the Raptors could get. Um, and uh, the Anthony Tolliver Award, the opposing rando on the other team that is destined to be a Raptor one day. Cause it, oh, my God. Yeah, we. I did honestly <laughs> want him on the team for a yeah, long time. Yeah, that you just want, like, I not to be a starter, not to be – It's not like seeing LeBron like, oh, he'd make a great Raptor. It's like there's just a random guy on the team that you – Ersan Ilyasova was one of those guys. Yeah. People kept trying to put Ersan on the Raptors. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. One, one, one guy on the team that uh, you would want on the Raptors eventually. Yeah. That's, like, realistic. Yeah. Not like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Giannis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's realistic. Uh, next one. Anyone else been happily surprised with Rondé Hollis-Jefferson's clamps? By the way, actually, Rondé has rejected the uh, Junkyard Dog 2.0 nickname. 3.0. Yeah, you're right. Two point oh, two point one. Carroll. So that you know that 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 version had a lot of bugs or whatever. So they've updated to three point oh. Uh, but he rejects that nickname. He actually would rather be called Rondé Hustle Jefferson. Mm. Oh, you mean God bless him. It's better than JYD two point oh. He should go Rondé Recommendations Jefferson. Okay, relax. <laughs> uh, but yeah, has anyone else been happily surprised with Rondé's clamps recently? Always yeah. knew he was a decent with the Nets, but damn, never see him d up like that before. I think part of it is well. 
A, it's realistic. He's actually been a really good defender in the past, and he, I think he is a good defensive player. Um, but I also think it's just B, like the hunger. Yeah, he's playing. He's playing for his life. That that possession in the fourth quarter against the Blazers, where he dives on the floor between four Blazers to save the loose ball, then CJ McCollum randomly falls on his legs Lugs. for no yeah. reason. And he's slow to get up. Yeah, yeah. And then later on, he beats CJ to the miss, yeah. and then tips it through two Blazers' hands, and then saves possession for the Raptors. Like, that's just hunger. That's different level of hunger. And I think now, more than ever, he's in a tough spot in his career. Like, he's on a minimum contract. Um, you know, he's on a new team. He wasn't getting minutes. Like, you better play real hard, you know? Yeah, he's really uh, impressed. But yeah, I think he could play defense legitimately, too. Let's, uh, hunger aside, you know? Well, do you want to look ahead to next week's games? Yes, let's do it. So what, what what's going on? So tomorrow night, as you you know, the Raptors are playing the Mavericks in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, that's gonna be that. I'm not sure. I it shouldn't be a schedule loss, but I wouldn't be too disappointed if the Raptors sort of rolled over. They have a really easy week coming up. Yep. Um, so they might think, you know, what do we need to play our asses off tonight if we're gonna go and play the Magic and later in the week? But what do you think? Who wins? <sighs> Uh, honestly, I don't know, man. I guess you gotta go with Raptors. I, I, you can't, I mean, realistically, logically, you would look at it like, well, the Raptors are without uh, so many top players in the rotation, and they're tired of them in the road trip. What are they gonna do? Well, B, that's that's fine. But also, like, you know, they got two days rest. They've been playing like they've been just playing great basketball. They've been competing. They've had guys step up. Uh, Porzingis actually isn't playing that well. The, the the Mavs just lost twice to the Knicks. So, like, man, the Raptors, you know, they should be able to compete, and I think they should be able to win. So I'm going to go with the Raptors. What, what about after that? Um, after that, well, I actually think the Mavericks win. I think the Mavericks coming off that bad loss in New York, uh-huh. coming home, they got to turn it around. But after okay, that, we host the Hornets on Monday. Yes. The Hornets have been a... Surprisingly watchable I, I like team. watching the, the Hornets. Yeah, I like watching watchable. the Hornets. Bismack is back in the rotation. Big business. I, I love watching uh, Bismack do his thing. Um, I think they've gotten some pretty surprising contributions from um, guys like Devontae Graham. Uh, he's been really good for them um, off the bench, although he's really like a Lou, Lou Williams situation off the bench. Like he yeah. actually should be in the starting lineup. Uh, you know, who, what else has been going good for them? You know, Miles Bridges can dunk. Yeah. That, that Cody Martin guy who's, who's been hustling pretty hard. But at the end of the day, it's a dub. Yeah, they should win that game. The Raptors coming home after a road trip. Yeah, no, they're going to take care of business. Today. Never under, underestimate the heart of a champion. And then on Wednesday, they play the Orlando Magic again. Who was, who, who, who's been looking forward yeah, to seriously. playing the Magic so often? But, uh, I mean, we saw last game. I think, you know, the Magic are just not that good of a team. And I think the Raptors should be able to beat the Magic at home. Yeah, it's, it's, that's, those, those two are wins. I think they go one and two, or uh, two and one in this stretch with maybe a loss tomorrow night. And I'm going with 3-0. Never underestimate. Never underestimate. We got Logan calling in from London, Ontario. Logan, how are you feeling? My man. Logan. Hey, how's it going? Well, how are you doing? Good, good. Um, just was going to ask, uh, what place do you guys think the Raptors will finish uh, this year? In the standings? Yes. Gotcha. Will? I, I had them third. Um, with the assumption that Milwaukee and uh, Philly were going to be ahead of them. I'm not as sold on Milwaukee and Philly now that I've seen them in the regular season. I feel like Milwaukee doesn't have the same um, 
they're not just they're not playing as hard. The vibe around yep. them is a little different. Every game is weirdly close. Last year, remember they blew out everybody. Everybody, yeah. So this year they're not. It's not as uh, much of a end to end kind of effort and hustle with them. And then also um, with Philly, like you know, Joel Embiid was supposed to be playing every game. He has basically been load managed. His knee's been flaring up and stuff like that. So. That seems like a bit of an issue. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I th- I think the Raptors might be able to finish second, but I, I still I'm ultimately still going to say third. But uh, I don't yeah, know. they're top three depending on health. I wouldn't be amazed if the Raptors would finish with the one seed at this point. Okay, I sure. just that Sixers, I mean, the Sixers it, man. the Sixers offense isn't that good. It's not good. The Milwaukee Bucks are a weird team this year. They're a little bit old too. The Bucks. Yeah. yeah, anywhere between three and. One just depends on health. Yeah, with all all four of those teams that are going to be top top four in the East. Where do you think they're going to finish, man? Uh, I'm like currently like like you guys said, Philly and Milwaukee are just unknown, and who knows how long Boston will stay, what they're doing. So top two is like a possibility. Um, but I'm thinking if they're top two. Do you think uh, Spicy has got a chance at MVP? That's a that's a great question. That's a great question. I don't think they'll ultimately give it to him. It's just they don't ever give it to the breakout guy. Yeah, you they, kind of have to. Don't. It's the year after you are the breakout yeah, guy. Yeah, it's like a delayed kind of thing. Like, you got to get honest, the respect first yeah. on that level, and yeah. then you're considered one of the candidates. you got to get in the door. But I think if they finish second, Pascal's one of those guys that gets in the door. Yeah, and then next year he can win it. Yeah, so anyway, thank you for your call. Appreciate have, it, man. Yeah, have a great weekend. Peace. Oh no! Another He's in the question. chat. Oh my god! <laughs> from from Slander Poppy himself, Assad Alvi asks, "How many forty point games for Pascal Siakam this season? <laughs> Will he break fifty? Uh, <laughs> how many times do we play the Pelicans? <laughs> well, we already played them twice, unfortunately. But don't forget, the Wizards are still a team. Oh in yeah, Eastern conference. <laughs> so at least three. At least three. He might honestly average like forty eight points a game against. Washington. <laughs> They're going to be throwing guys like rookie Rui Hachimura. Uh, and Yo, salute Rui Hachimura. Yeah, He's having a great rookie season. Yeah, already a top three Blasian. And then um, who else? Other top oh, three Davis Bertan. No, no, no. Oh, <laughs> well, we can get to that ranking in a second. Janae Oko, number one. Oh, yeah, definitely. Actually, Tiger undisputed. with number two. <laughs> yeah, Tiger, she's lucky to be number two at this point. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. But Rui Hachimura, you're a third. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, um, Pascal's going to ball out of control. There are some games this season where he's just going to yeah, have like 30 before by halftime. It's Washington be... plays no defense. They play fast. So that's part of why you yeah, know uh, Pascal plays well against the Pelicans is that not only do they play no defense, but they play fast. So they yeah. give him a lot of chances to score. Yeah, They um, are not good defensively at the positions where uh, you need them to be. In terms of, like, I don't trust Hachimura to guard Pascal, and I definitely don't trust Bertans to guard Pascal. No. And, you know, the Wizards also are potent enough offensively to stay in the game. Yeah. The Raptors, they never really blow the Wizards. They yeah. really don't. They, it's, it's always, like, weirdly competitive. So, And plus, Pascal's already had 44 on the Wizards. So I'm, I'm going to say the three times Raptors play the Wizards, he's going to have 40 or maybe even 50. So that's like, we're, let's go with an over-under 11 games. Over-under. 11 games 11 for 40? Yeah. No, under, man. Come on. So, like, what? six, you're thinking? Eleven games of forty. What do you say? You know, he's not James Harden. Come on, Golden State is another one. No, another we're gonna blow out Golden State so much that Nick won't even have to play in uh, forty-five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Eleven. Eleven. I think it's like yeah. I think it's p- pushing. You're 11. giving the immigrant parent expectation, man. Eleven times. What he has two now. He has one, right? Didn't he go for? 
No, he has one. Oh, that's he has only one, one in eleven games. You okay. want him to get? No, okay, no. okay, okay, yeah. okay. All right, Andrew asks, uh, "Who's better than uh, Doncic or Pascal?" I, I gotta say, Doncic uh, has been better than Pascal, but also they play very different roles. It's yeah, the entire team is Doncic structured. Is giving you thirty, ten, and ten. Man. He's the whole offense. It's totally it's apples and oranges. I think that. Um, Pascal, I find more entertaining to watch, which counts for something. But okay. yeah, Doncic is is a, is like a complete offensive player right now. Yeah, Doncic is legit right now, man. Aside, come back with another question. All right, finally, he actually slandered somebody. How did the Knicks manage to sign seven power forwards and none of them can guard Pascal? That's a great question. That is a really good question. Um, Remember when people were saying that Pascal was just Julius Randle? <laughs> people were really saying that. Just Julius Randle. Did anybody see this coming? No, but... Did Masai see this did, coming? Have people watched Julius Randle play basketball the last couple of years? Julius Randle's kind of nice in his last year in the Lakers, and it made no oh sense that God. they let him leave. He's fine. He's fine. He's a bench big man. I, I Yeah, it's too bad. He should be, uh, he should be more achieving. Uh, I saw a stat earlier that said Julius Randle was shooting single digits from three. <laughs> single digits. Like, not, not multiple digits. The first digit, it was zero, and the second digit was like a number. nine. Well, that's not yeah. good. But he did. Uh, <laughs> actually, I don't know. I, I can't even front like I've been watching the Knicks. It's terrible to watch. Another question: Wiggins for most improved player? Uh, why not? You know, you know, I, you, know what? I, you have to see it for at least twenty games. Sure, but you know what? I'm not. I don't like the idea of rewarding somebody for underperforming for a long time and then performing up to standard. Okay. Yeah. Bar him up. Yeah. There you go. All right. Should we move into our last and favorite segment? Uh, yes, we should. We should. So um, last last week, we had Rondé's recommendations. Oh, no. In which we gave Rondé, who at the time we assumed we were going to have a lot of free time. But, of course, OG went down. Surge went down. All of a sudden, all right, so Rondé's got to actually play, and he's been balling. Right? Balling. So, balling. So all respect to Rondé Hollis Jefferson. Rondé Hustle Jefferson. Rondé Hustle Jefferson. Yeah, that's that's something he suggested, and so he wants it like that. But – um. Yeah, uh, we, we, we like we, the segment. He has a lot of time. He and has a lot of time. Sorry, he has no time anymore. So we can't really be doing Rondé's recommendations. However, there's still someone on the team, Stanley Johnson, who has, has some, time. some time. So we're changing the segment from Rondé's recommendations to <laughs> Stanley's suggestions, <laughs> in which we give him uh, some things to do across, uh, you know, around the great city of Toronto. Yeah. So Josh, gonna... go ahead. What's 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 your what's your suggestion? So my first one is I think. You know, the big change in weather this week may make it harder to want to get outside and to explore the great city of Toronto. So my rec- my suggestion for Stanley this week is uh, Disney Plus. He can oh, wow. uh, purchase and download the applications onto his, you know, smartphone, tablet, uh-huh. PC, maybe yeah. his PS4. And he can, uh, wow. you know, watch the Muppets movie. I started it a couple days ago. Still holds up. Mm. Um, I think that's a great way to spend some time when you're, you know. Here's the thing. Stanley. Yeah. Even though the man's from California. He spent four years in Detroit. That's true. He's used to winter, so he's not afraid, all right? He's got the candle goose uh, in the closet already. So my suggestion for him is, Stanley, man, embrace winter. And you know what's one of the best parts about winter? Well, not really, but the, the, the Santa Claus parade. <laughs> That's final Santa Claus parade <laughs> is happening this weekend. Stanley, you know, maybe go check out the floats, you know? The roots changed? Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm trying to, ho- I'm hoping to go. See Are the you Paw actually? Patrol? I, my uh, my brother's kids might come down and we'll wow. go check it out. That's adorable. Yeah, yeah. 
So there you go. Stanley's suggestion. <laughs> I hope we don't have, I mean, I hope Stanley plays well. I think actually Stanley's going to have his moment, moment eventually with the Raptors. Clearly, he's playing with so little confidence right now that it's hard to judge him. <laughs> just based on shook. this. Ahmed is not seeing it. But then again, Ahmed also believes in Norman Powell. So, you know, we can't. We can't he's re- smart. Well, all right. You, I can't believe we have two Norman Powell stands. But I think Stanley will eventually have his moment. But for now, uh, we're going to keep the segment as Stanley's suggestions. So. <laughs> we, got, we, need, we can't have a player start to be trash and not have a like alliterative name with a synonym for ideas that you can have. I mean, we're reaching the bottom of the barrel here. Whatever we're going to do, like... OG's observations if he takes a turn. I don't see it coming, uh, but... I, I can't wait for a Dewan's Destinations. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, so there's another op- option right there. So Dewan's Destinations. We haven't gotten to that point. It's still Stanley's suggestions. So um, I think that has brought an end to the uh, this week's episode of the Raptors Over Everything live call-in show. Again, we are going live every Friday between 3.30 p.m. and 4.30 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time. So you can call in. Uh, you can also send you know messages in the group chat uh, that's in the uh, uh, the YouTube page. There's like a chat on the side. And people, yep. you know, uh, you can talk to each other. You can ask questions for the show. Uh, we'll bring up a couple of questions. And so for myself, for Josh. Salute. For our presenting sponsor, KFC. Shout out to KFC. Shout out KFC. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening, and uh, we'll be back next Friday. Peace. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.